uh, patrons, uh, friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It's time for the podcast who sometimes starts off with like a vehicle, uh, you know, stuck in the mud. I'm not a stick in the mud. What does that even mean, a stick in the mud? That doesn't, you know, I don't even know what that really means. Uh, Anyway, what do you say we uh, slow it down? Oh, hey, patrons, this is a podcast you made possible. What do you say we get down with the show? Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do is a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's thoughts you're thinking about, you know, things on your mind about the past, the present, or the future. So thoughts, it could be feelings, anything coming up for you emotionally from the past, the present, or the future. Or just emotions that are there. It could be physical sensations, uh, changes in time or temperature, schedule, work stuff, travel. You may have something big coming up, you know, school or life uh, thing. Or it could be, you know, going through something. Whatever it is that's keeping you awake, I'd like to keep you company and take your mind off of that while you fall asleep. So what I'm going to do here is, uh, here's the plan. I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones. And I'm going to try to create a safe place, uh, or a place that feels reasonably safe uh, for you to be in here. And, and I'll be here to keep you company while you drift off. I'll take some pointless meanders and superfluous tangents and repetitive stuff because I get mixed up all while you fall asleep. Now, if you're new, a few things to know. I'm not everybody's cup of tea, and it takes a few episodes to get used to this podcast. And one of the reasons for that is just it's very different. Uh, so give it a few tries and see how it goes. Because and one reason it's different is you've probably been through a lot of different you know, options that say, hey, this is what's going to put you to sleep. Oh, boy, is this going to work? You know, whatever. I don't know what the latest thing is. You know, I've talked about some of the ones I've tried to get going, dipping your elbows in milk. And I'm sure that was one point, other than when I've given it as advice, at one point in the history of milk and saucers and sleep solutions. Or let's say, let's try a new one, dipping your elbows in mud. They say, oh boy, you know what works for my, my uh, abuela is uh, dipping your elbows in mud. She says uh, she keeps, you know, she keeps a pot, pot of uh, mud on a low simmer when he, anytime I go to visit her because she knows that sometimes I have trouble dr- drifting off. And they say, I'm sorry, really? That sounds good. That does sound refreshing. Except, uh, the like, especially if you're visiting someone's house. The only place I would dip my elbows in mud is someone else's house. Because then I'd say, especially someone like a, like a, like a, 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 a
because then I wouldn't have to worry. See, why is there so much dirt in the bed? Well, once it was elbow mud. I'm sorry. Oh, this also happened to me. Just this part. I like they said, "What's el? You have elbow mud." Oh, uh, well, I had trouble sleeping. I got up. I was going to fix myself some cereal. And then I realized, uh, I said to myself, what would happen if I simmered some mud, uh, brought it, you know, brought it to, I brought it to a boil and then um, reduced the temperature below a simmer technically because it was, then I re, you know, then I re uh, distributed it. You'd be amazed at the viscosity of the mud around your house and with your, your tap water. And then I dipped my elbows in it. Also, like, I left some mud on. I turned it off last night. But I left it to sit overnight. Nothing like a like a pot, pot, a pot, a pot, unwatched pot of mud never boils, especially if it's turned off. So, yeah, when I went to bed, I had... Uh, there's probably some, like, uh, there's not just dirt in that bed because uh, there's probably some, I'm sorry. Oh, this is only my imagination, luckily. But I got to get back to the new listeners. So this podcast is very different because then you might try, you might say, well, I, I just not, I don't see myself in a situation where I could dip my elbows in mud without it. It sounds like a lot of work and you let, you're like, you're right. I, I, I agree with you. It was more work than I anticipated. It's easier to imagine dipping your elbows in mud than to actually do it. But uh, so you're right, you're right on that one. Uh, what else should I uh, agree with you on? Um, oh, so if you're new, the podcast is a bit different. Give it a few tries. Here's a couple other things to know, though. One, this is a podcast you don't really listen to. Clearly, I mean, you figured that out on your own. This is a podcast that only barely makes sense. So you just kind of listen, you kick back, you say, okay, uh-huh, uh-huh, okay, elbows in the mud, okay, wow, really, okay, well, sounds like an interesting idea. So you just kind of barely listen, like just like if you're looking at the clouds, or if, if you, when you're a kid and you're playing with mud, or an adult. I mean, that'll be my new one of my new. I think I already created that place. Uh, I don't know what we'd call it. Like so many places with mud. I think mud's been used too pejoratively about destinations. So I'd want to call it Mudville, but I'm like, well, people probably made fun of someplace, uh, or we called it Mudville. So I don't want to use that term. Uh, maybe we just call it Muds, Muds Place. Uh, and we'd have a you know animatronic character, probably a bucket because it'd say, "I'm you know I you make mud pies inside me you know prepare every visitor gets their own big bucket for full filling up with mud." Because when you're playing with mud, you, you, it's it's just kind of passive. I mean, you know, there's some basic stirring and forming. You know what I mean. So that's kind of how you listen to the show. Just like if you're making a mud pie. I'm sure there are people that have made well-structured mud pies, but for the most time, most of the time, you're just making a mud patty. And that's about, it. compared to other podcasts, you say, well, that podcast is like a bouillabaisse. Uh, oh, boy, is that, well, and I say, and Scoots is like more like a, some sort of patty, word patty. 
It's a bunch of words. You smoosh them to like you glob together. There's a binder in there, but the binder is whatever's going on in Scoots's brain. So this is a podcast you don't really listen to. Also, does not really put you to sleep. I'm here to keep you company while you fall asleep, which is a bit different. So uh, that's why the shows are over an hour, to give you plenty of time to drift off. And if you can't sleep, I'm going to be here to the very end. Like, uh, so because there is a small percentage of listeners who just can't sleep. So I'm here to keep you barely entertained hour after hour after hour if you need it. So those are two things you need to know. A couple other things for new listeners is the structure of the show is also very different. And this can get a strong reaction. And this is just how I make a sleep podcast based on the listener feedback over the years. And it it is really not a one-size-fits-all thing. So some people use the show in different ways. But for the majority of listeners, and there's no wrong or right way to listen, this is just from the majority feedback how we became the way the show is now. Majority people like to listen to show for free. Uh, so we do it sponsor and patron supported. So show starts off with a greeting. So, you know, you're welcome and seen. Then there's support for listeners. Then there's sponsor stuff. Then there's the intro. So the intro goes from like minute six or minute eight to about minute 20. Uh, and I'll come back to the intro in a second. And then there's business again. That's where, like, most of the sponsors like their business in the first third of the show. Then there's a story. Tonight will be a board game unboxing. And then we have thank yous at the end. So that's the structure of the show. Now, the intro throws people off because they say, wait a second, uh, why, why does the intro go from minute six or minute eight to minute 20? And I say, well, 3% of people skip the intro. And then a few thousand people, like, listen to different types of episodes on Patreon, whether they listen all night or they listen to story-only episodes or intro-only episodes. So those are alternative ways to listen. But most people, the intro serves a purpose, if you're new, to introduce you to the podcast. It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. It doesn't put you to sleep uh, and has creaky dulcet tones. But for the regular listener, the the intro becomes a, a part of their wind-down routine or their relaxation or whatever, getting ready for bed routine. So it slowly eases you into bedtime, whether you're in bed already getting comfortable and relaxing or you're doing something else to wind down. For me, it takes me about an hour and a half wind-down. That's how long my wind-down routine really is. And it can get down to like 45 minutes if I'm under, you know, if I'm like, uh, you know, over, <laughs> overthinking, let's just say. But I mean, in a perfect world, I start getting, like I start, you know, getting ready for bed. And then I start doing my relaxing stuff uh, over like an hour and a half period. And then it still takes me after I'm done with my hour and a half period or part of my hour and a half period, really, maybe because I've been timing it with a sleep thing, is uh, still takes me another 10 or 15 minutes uh, to, to fall asleep. So the intro is meant to be kind of part of that last 20 or 30 minutes of your wind down, wherever you are, or however you want to work it in. But that's kind of why the structure goes as it goes. 
but give it a few tries because you might be one of those 3% of people that like to skip ahead or maybe you want to become a patron or maybe you say, well, like a lot of people, I'm just fine the way it is. I take, I take my sleep with me straight as it comes. Uh, and they'd say, well, like with a thousand meanders? Exactly. So that's the structure of the show. The reason I make the show is, one, because I've been there. I know how it feels in the deep, dark night, tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. So I'm happy to help if I can. So that's one thing. And then the second thing is uh, you deserve a good night's sleep. That's why I make the show, because I, I believe that. I believe you deserve a safe place where you can drift off where you can get comfortable and fall asleep. And then if you get a good night's sleep, our world's going to be a better place because your world will be a better place. So that's why I make the show. I think that's it. I mean, I'm really glad you're here. I really appreciate your time. I really yearn and strive, and I hope I can help you fall asleep. And here's a couple of ways I'm able to do it for you free twice a week. Uh, Thanks again. All right, everybody, this is Scoots here, and I'm opening a board game, another board game unboxing. This is a game I bought a while ago. I think it was either um, sold out or it was a Kickstarter. In I don't know, like some blog or somebody I follow said, hey, this game is going to be on sale, and uh, you could buy it ahead of time, or you could get on the waiting list. And the theme of the game definitely had my interest, so that was part of the reason I bought it. So it'll be fun. But I thought for 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 a change in pace, we would open it in a different way. So I'm going to open up the, like it comes with three sets of cards in the box, and instead of reading the box and telling you the title of the game right away, especially since I'm going to have to change the title of the game uh, anyway, like I thought this would be fun. So I'm going to open up the first pack of cards and go through them. And I have no idea anything about the gameplay. This is a fresh unboxing. I'm going to take a wrapper off one of the sets of cards. I'll be right back. Okay, so the back of these cards, uh, I'm not sure if it's youth policy policy or slightly non-major policy. Uh, what it says on the back of the card, and it has an official-looking seal looks a little bit like a certificate. These are playing card size. Okay, and this one is a kind of insurance. Keep this card when a ride closes due to a red spot, and uh, you return this card to gain three uh, money tokens. Okay, so it's a policy that's and this is then the second card is the same as that. Another one. So this is a bit like the game of life where you can get different policies. Here's another policy. Uh, this one's the same. Keep it, It's in case of your ride gets damaged or a octagon, yellow octagon. If your ride experiences a yellow octagon or a mustard octagon, you can return this card to gain $3. Oh, boy. The next one is trouble. Uh, purple triangle. Insurance or ME uh, This is what you need the kitty litter for. Uh, keep this card if your ride closes due to a purple triangle. Return the gar- card and gain $3. Okay, this is, well, maybe different. Fluid insurance. Uh, this one is a uh, 
a blue diamond or, or not blue, not quite aquamarine either. What color is that? Uh, it's a, definitely a blue-green or green-blue. Like I'd call it a deep sea green maybe. Not sea foam. But this is fluid insurance. Keep this card and you get three bucks back. Uh, next up, desolation policy. This is a major policy. Oh, we just went from minor ones to major policies. This one, keep this card. If there's three closed rides in a row or column, discard this card to gain $6. This one's founders. When a player owns three adjacent rides in a row or a column, discard this to gain $6. Founders policy. This is a major policy insurance uh when a player has three minor policies, discard this to gain six. Uh, this is for uh, tap uh, to tapping policy. Keep this card when two rides have all exits closed or with a no sign. Discard this card to gain six. This is a policy in case of uh, un- unforeseen circumstances when two rides close at the same time. Get six bank. Crowd policy. Keep this ride. And if there are four meeples, and this actually has meeples. I think my first experience with meeples was, um, what was that game? A game I still don't even know how to play, even though I bought it on the iPad and, or my phone. And we play it. We tried playing it online. Not Catan. But it was a game I've still never understood totally how to play it. Uh, it's a game in that Car- 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 Carcassione, I think. That has meeples, right? Open the door and see all the meeples. But this is a crowd policy. If there's four meeples in the park, yellow meeples. Meeple means it looks like a bit like a person. Not sure. I think that's what they're called. And it's made of wood. It's like a token, I guess. Uh, if there are four people tokens in the park, discard this card to gain six. Now, I don't know how you acquire these. Here's a sar- sardine, sardine, sardine policy. Keep this card when there's two meeples on a ride. Discard this to gain six. Rebuilding policy. When there are, the, there are two closed rides on the same place, space, discard this to gain six. Uh, shutting it down policy. Keep this card. When there's 10 of these, like a turquoise meeple with something on it, discard this card to gain six. Uh, clinic policy. Keep this card. When there's five of those turquoise meeples with something on it, discard this to gain six. Innovation policy. Keep this card when any row of the park except the first row is five cards wide. Discard this card to gain $6. Growth policy. Keep this card when the park is five rides tall. Discard this to gain 6 So it's interesting because I don't understand how you get these cards or how much money's worth, but one way to acquire money and insure yourself against things or to, I guess, like, take risks. But there's two more sets of cards, so I'm going to get right into it. I'll be right back.
So this game is similar to Action Park. Uh, there's an Action Park documentary. I did see it. I know some people asked me about it. Uh, and it did remind me of the WPAX, um, what do you call it, uh, the WPAX commercials. I mean, I don't know exactly. This is a park full of action. So these are improvement cards. There's definitely a lot of cards. Should I count them? Okay, I'll count them. I'll be right back. Might be 76 cards. I'm not exactly sure. So I'm going to flip these cards over. One side says park of action improvement, and then the other side has the thing on the card. Uh, first card is complimentary lard. Uh, add one something to each ride in a row or column. All meeples exit a ride with whatever that is. Oh, jars. I guess it's jars of lard. Then another kind of fake celebrity sighting. Add one meeple to a ride you do not own. I'm pretty sure it was Abraham Lincoln. Balloon cards. Add one balloon to each ride or something to each ride in a row or column. Close a ride that has two plus some round. I'm guessing it's a balloon symbol, but I'm not sure. Low budget signage. Choose a row or column of rides. All green meeples on those rides uh, exit. This one says Pang, Panger Dark. Surprise, uh, quick mud. Add one octagon yellow with a gear symbol to each ride in a row or column. All green meeples become one multiple yellow meeple on a ride with an octagon with a yellow gear, yellow octagon with a white gear and two plus green meeples. They will get to know one another there. Uh, garbage partnership. Add one triangle trash can to each ride in a row or column. Do not, uh, like there's a do not an exit or on a ride with a garbage can. I guess that's block and exit. Uh, passing gas. Uh, choose a ride all green on that ride except one become a lighter green with the uh, some symbol on it. There's another garbage electrician internship program. Add one octagon with electricity each ride in a row or column. Um, big farm, any one green meeple on a ride already with an electric thing. Uh, like uh, practice, uh, practice walking calmly. All yellow multiple meeples exit ride, exit all rides. Taco Tuesday, replace one dark green meeple with a lighter green meeple with something on it on each ride in a rower column. Add one uh, diamond with something on it to a ride with a green meeple with something on it. One batch all year. Uh, vintage hoses, add two uh, diamonds with water to each ride in a rower column. Hobbyist jugglers, choose three rides with uh, 
a maroon circle, but no green diamond. Oh, close up to three rides with maroon circles, but no green diamonds. So I guess you're trying, I don't know if the purpose of the ride is to try to build your own theme park or how you, like, if everyone's building their own park and you're trying to mess it up or I don't know. Or you all work in the same park. Interesting. 30,000 sponges. Choose a ride. Move all green diamonds to the adjacent the adjacent rides. Mistake on the order form. Uh, uh, large bag. Motion, motion, motion bag for motion feelings. Uh, choose a ride. Move all green Diamonds with a poof on there to from adjacent rides to that ride. Uh, giant umbrellas. Move, remove all green diamonds from a ride with green diamonds. Uh, big farm one uh, green dark green meeple on that ride. Uh, build build up. Uh, Choose a ride with a green diamond. Add two trash can uh, triangles and block an exit on that ride. Investor Buffet. Look at two random unused major policies. Swap one with a major policy you have or take take one if you have none. Cool. Office Heist. Uh... Swap ownership of any two rides. You'll be amazed at what a family of four will do for quick passes. Insurance friend, add one uh, exclamation point green square to the ride you just placed. Take two different minor policies of this cho- of your choice. Wow, that's an powerful card, it seems like. They work out of the back of a van. Golf carts with buzzing friends. Add one triangle with a forest friend to each ride in a row or column. All uh, triangle forest friends on a ride move to adjacent rides. Magnet suit raffle. Move all garbage can triangles and all octagon yellow gears once towards a ride with a green meeple. Uh, send one green or dark gray meeple to the that ride. It's really attractive. Volunteer janitor. Remove a dark green meeple from a ride. Move all uh, purple triangles on that ride to adjacent rides. They only last a day. Worker ant union. Add one triangle forest friend to a ride. Move two other uh, square exclamation points from that ride to adjacent rides. Uh, Playing that game where you toss the bags, the beanbag, beanbag cafe. Choose a ride. Replace one dark green meeple on each adjacent ride with a lighter green meeple with a poof ball. Hand-drawn maps, block and exit on three different rides. Is this in crayon? I can't stand it. I know you planned it. I'm going to set it straight this Watergate. Uh, choose a ride 
add one square exclamation point uh, of your choice to that ride. Mandatory souvenirs. Two uh, dark green meeples slash light green meeples with a poof ball exit from a ride you do not own. One uh, square with an exclamation point on that ride moves with each of them. Oh, some of these were contributed by listeners because it has, like, who's contributed by on the bottom of them. Electric fountain, electric light orchestra fountain. Add one octagon lightning bolt to a ride with a green diamond. Big farm, one dark green meeple on that ride. And add one octagon electric to each adjacent ride with a diamond, dark green diamond. Fresh coat of paint. Choose a closed ride that is not covered by another ride. Once, open it again as your own with plus two octagon gears, including adding two new dark green meeples. That seems false advertising. Add five dark green meeples to the park entrance. Coupon day, add one multiple yellow meeple to the park entrance. Five tickets for double half off. Discount uh, for people with poof balls. Add three meeples with poof balls to the green meeples with white poof balls to the park entrance. Butterfly catching butterflies replaces up to three light green meeples with a poof ball anywhere with a dark green or gray meeple. Very reasonable solution. Deep fried meat add one circle. I don't know what the circle is a balloon to each ride with a green meeple with a poof ball. Experimental elbow grease. Remove all squares with an exclamation point from a ride. Then add three, what are those things called? Uh, lard circles to the ride. I guess it must be the grease they use in the rides. Let it slide. Double-decker coaster. Add one octagon yellow gear and two meeples with poof balls to a ride. Face painting forest friends. Add two forest friend triangles to a ride. The owner of that ride gets $2. Apple throw that's been pa- passed, it passed, what is that called? Uh, one of those apples that's been lying around for a while, throw. Hold three uh, triangle forest friends above the, uh, high above the park as you can and then drop them. They remain on the rides they mostly land on. Exclusive audience. Remove one dark gray or dark green meeple slash green meeple with a poof ball from each ride in a row or column. Place them at the park entrance. Uh, hey, hey, weather alert. Uh, swap the location of two rides. Two dark green or gray meeples become... Light green poofball meeples on each ride. Bueno Boardwalk. Uh, each player chooses a ride. Remove all uh, uh, exclamation point squares and add two water drop triangles to each one. 
No Bueno Boulevard, draw four improvements, give each player one of them, and use them now in turn order. Do not move the incident marker because of those cards. All right, everybody, so those were the um, uh, improvement cards. So I don't know, I guess they were like action cards. And then now I'm going to go through the rides, and we'll see how much time we have left here. There's also, then we'll go through the reference cards that also came with the ride cards. Oh, how many ride cards are there? There's a lot. I don't want to count them because I don't want to, you know, disrespect your time. Okay, the first one is like a uh, scrambler, fully randomized world twirl. Before rolling, gain $1 for each gear on this ride. Take your chances. The next one is a swing type ride, Hurley Bird. It's a uh, really good art, oh, by the way. Yeah, we're, we're probably like, so this one has a, uh, it's a swing type ride. On the top of it, it has, uh, was that a flamingo? Then there's a burger stand next to it. Then there's, oh, there's also arrow cards. So it looks like something could go to the right, left, or below it. It also has a symbol in the upper left corner, which is the poof ball, the green poof ball um, diamond. Hurlybird. On failure, replace one dark gray meeple with a light green meeple poof ball. Exiting uh, poof ball green meeples, move to any ride. Bring an umbrella. Uh, so fun art. Oh, a hedge maze uh, with only dead ends. Uh, this one is a garbage can, upper left diamond, uh, no triangle garbage can. This one, it looks like can only stuff can only go below it or something because it only has a down arrow. The front of it looks like an entrance to a fun house. If this, if this ride has only one... Uh, dark or one gray or green meeple with a poof. It cannot be cannot move, be re, re, removed or exit for any reason. So this one can kind of get locked in place. Uh, I don't know if that's good or bad. Well, we have a castle, too tall tower, and it's a castle with a big center tower. It has arrows left, right, and down. No symbol in the upper left corner does have a fountain. It has people walking around the park enjoying themselves. Uh, a green meeple with a poof ball on it create one diamond poof ball when moved to or entering this ride. But it doesn't have a ride. I guess it's more of an attraction or walkthrough. This one's called the Ferris wheel, like F-E-R-R-O-U-S, and it has magnet, magnet on the side of it, but it is a Ferris wheel. It has left, right, and down arrows. It's the octagon uh, with an electric symbol. On failure, move all garbage cans once towards this ride. It has a certain magnetism. Next one is called the Gravy Train, and it's a train going around a western town, but with a giant thing of gravy in the middle. Also has a little farm with some sheep, uh, right and left symbols, no down symbol, life-size popcorn stand, 
and it has the circle, maroon circle with the lard or grease symbol. Uh, when a dark gray meeple or multiple yellow meeple here move or exit, add one lard or grease to each, each to the rides they enter. Okay, next up is a triangle garbage can on the left. Unstoppable bumper cars. It only has a down arrow. It's bumper cars going on a like a like a checkerboard thing. It also has like a like a ice cream cone stand, soft serve a swirl or twist uh, before rolling. Block and exit on a ride in the same row or column as this ride. Secondhand swing ship. So this is a swing ship. It's over water, like all good ship rides are. It has a uh, under-the-sea friend waiting. It also has a splash pad to the upper left that toddlers could play on. It has an octagon gear symbol and a down and right arrows. Uh, on failure, add one octagon gear to the rides to left and right. The ad is still, the ad said it still has the boat. Uh, here's a kid's boat adventure. So this is a bit like Pirates of the Caribbean or uh, Jurassic Park. It uh, has like waterfalls and a, a tunnel and then a like a like a flume ride. It's a diamond water symbol on left, upper left, as a right arrow and a down arrow. All gray meeples on this ride become light green poof meeples on this ride. This ride is immune to diamond poof balls. This was much cuter in the 1950s. Methane inflated obstacle course. So this has the circle maroon symbol, which is kind of like a puddle, I guess. On failure, add one puddle to each adjacent ride. You get two minutes in this, uh, and this is just like one of those big uh, um, bouncy house obstacle courses, but methane inflated. There's also a kid on the top playing with a sheep, uh, or playing the hide-and-seek almost, it looks like. Oily teacups. This has uh, the uh, circular maroon grease symbol. It has down, left, and right arrows. This is very much like the Mad Teacups. It has the teapot in the middle and then three uh, circles with teacups on them. Teacup is steaming. On failure, one gray meeple exits each adjacent ride. Carpet, carpet static slide. So this is your typical giant slide. Three, three levels. It's purple, though, with the stairs that go up it. This is the kind of thing you see at street fairs. This one actually looks a lot nicer. On failure, add one electric octagon to an adjacent ride and Big Farm One Gray Meeple on that ride. Also has a bus, a school bus, like dropping kids off, or maybe it's a park shuttle. Oh, it has a down arrow only. Junkyard go-karts, uh, this is a, 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 on the top left, a, dime, a triangle with a garbage can. 
It's down and left arrows. Uh, junkyard go-karts. On failure, add one uh, diamond, one garbage can to eat to an adjacent ride. And this one kind of is like, uh, it's a road with the go-karts, but it's, uh, then it has like, uh, like dirt. People are cheering. It has a down arrow and a right arrow. But then there's like a junkyard in the background. Uh, dropped tower. Uh, this one has a ge- the octagon gear symbol. Actually, it's a septagon or something, a cestagon. But I, I prefer to call it an octagon. It has a down arrow. And it's very uh, advanced looking. Like it has like, this would be a cool one to look at at night. On failure, one meep, one dark gray meeple or green meeple with a poof ball is going to the big farm instead of exiting. Uh, termite infested roller coaster. This one seemed a bit like an Indiana Jones roller coaster. It has a, a triangle with forest friends on it. Down and left arrows. On failure, move all the forest friends in a diamond to other rides once. So I don't know what failure means. We'll have to figure that out. Uh, Flappity Flap Man Mountain. So this is like a train ride, kind of like Big Thunder. Uh, It has a forest friend uh, triangle. Left and down arrows really looks like a fun ride. A lot looks a lot like a version of Big Thunder. On failure, add one triangle force friend to a non adjacent ride. Stomach rotor. I don't know what ride this is. Oh, it's the one where, like, you I don't know what they were called where you lie. Gravitron, that's what we called it. It has a octagon gear. Uh, left and right. Uh, the pictures are very cheery. I'm not even being ironic. Like, uh, the art is very upbeat. Uh, before rolling, you may add one gear to gain $1 per meeple on the ride of any type of meeple. So that's a good, that's the one I would want. I would want the stomach rotor. Okay, lightning m- madness. Uh, this is like an extreme coaster in a solar park with Tesla coils. It's an electric octagon, obviously. Only has a down arrow. Again, looks futuristic. Um, before rolling, add one octagon lightning to the ride with the most uh, green uh, diamonds. It's the shocks that make it immersive. Head Scrambler. This is a Tilt-A-Whirl, which I know some people don't feel good on Tilt-A-Whirls. It has some, um, also some Renaissance Fair tents nearby. Uh, It has a diamond, green diamond with a a splat symbol, down left and right arrows. All exiting gray meeples become green meeples with a poof. Uh, fool launcher. This one is one of those balls that, uh, these are the rides that kind of cost extra, like a swing ride. Also has a soda stand nearby. It's a, a garbage can diamond. It just has a down arrow.
Exiting gray meeples move to non-adjacent rides. Next up is Farewell Falls, which is like a, looks like a boat ride. And maybe they're in a shell with a big steep drop. Uh, it has a water diamond down left and right. Oh, maybe this was a Kickstarter because it says designed by Kickstarter previewers, this ride. Farewell Falls. On failure, add one diamond water to an adjacent ride, then move one other exclamation point square to on that ride to an adjacent ride. Stay out of the splash zone. Trust me. After that, we have Sticky Wall Slam, which is uh, one of the, like a climbing wall. Also looks like it has other like uh, fun things, like what do you call that? A bounce bounce zone or whatever. Left, right, and down arrows. On failure, this ride gains a diamond or triangle garbage can. Exclamation square, dark gray meeple, and green meeple with a poof cannot exit or be moved or removed from this ride. Forest Friend Manor. So this is like the one where you, like for Halloween, you would say. It has a triangle, forest friend, down, left, and right arrows. Uh, on failure, add one triangle with forest friend to this ride, to each ride with a garbage can triangle. This ride is immune to garbage can triangles. Alpine Slide. Uh, this one has, uh, what do you call those things? Uh, chair lift, uh, snow, really well, really looks good. Uh, it has the maroon uh, grease symbol. You may re-roll one die per grease symbol Diamond with water or diamond with splat on this ride. Exiting meeples move down twice. Uh, wave pool. This is a water diamond. It has down, left, and right arrows. Uh, before rolling, you may add one water diamond to this ride. Twister ride. Uh, this has a gear octagon, down, left, and right arrows. On success, one dark gray meeple on an adjacent ride is replaced with a light green meeple with a poof ball. On failure, uh, Big Farm, one light, light green poof ball. Uh, this one's not called WandaVision, but I want to call it WandaVision. It's some sort of 3D motion attraction. Uh, down left and right arrows, a triangle or a diamond with a splat. Uh, when a dark gray meeple or a poofball green meeple here move or exit, add one splat diamond each to the rides they enter. Reflection misdirection. So this is like a hall of mirrors type thing. Indoors, so that'd probably be, you know, cool. Left and right arrows, diamond splat. Uh, when this ride gains an exclamation point square, when it is not your turn, add a one exclamation point square of the same type to an adjacent ride. Ooh, a hayride. We used to go on these. This is what they had for Halloween by us. Uh, Halloween hayride. 
It's a garbage can diamond. Um, left, right, and down arrows. It has a pumpkin with some special effects. It has, a, oh, it has just like the Hayride by Me. Like it has two uh, women dressed as witches uh, serving the special cider. This ride and adjacent rides close if they have three plus uh, maroon rounds or three plus uh, yellow octagons. Uh, food truck corral. It also has a stage. It has a maroon circle splat. Uh, has one, two, three, four, five or six food trucks. Before rolling, you may replace one gray meeple on this ride with a light green poofball meeple in order to remove uh, one exclamation square from this ride. Uh, carousel. Uh, a carousel before rolling. This is a country style one, so it's set against. Uh, it has a down arrow, diamond green splat. The carousel has a, like a ten gallon hat on it, and it's in like some rolling hills. Even has some like cactus and diamonds. People are cheering. Before rolling, rotate this ro- ride once clockwise, changing the exit. This ride is moon- immune to blocking. So this one is like, this game is going to be, I mean, I, I don't know, like, uh, I can, uh, I'm trying to just think of like, uh, women have reduced directions. Okay, next one is the Cannonball Shoot. Uh, it's a water slide, famous from the documentary, has the diamond water symbol, a down arrow. Exiting gray, dark gray meeples move to any ride in this row. Add one diamond garbage can to each ride. Any dark gray meeples enter. Next up is prehistoric peril. Before rolling, move one adjacent dark gray meeple to this ride for each uh, grease uh, circle on this ride. It's a grease circle ride on the top left. has down left and right arrows. And it pretty much looks like a Jurassic Park Jeep ride. Like if you were going to do a Jeep ride from Jurassic Park. This one is a ticket to to, to uh, the Halloween like uh, special. It has the um, dancing things that you see at car lots and other inflatables, seasonal inflatables for Halloween, down, left, and right uh, on failure, this ride gains a diamond splat green. At the end of your turn, place this ride in a different space in the park. Memory wipe light show. So this is like those light shows with uh, like a laser light show they used to have at theme parks uh, back in the day. Or like, uh, what do you call them, IMAX theaters. Exiting meeples, uh, dark gray or yellow, instead move to the park entrance. I don't know anyone who's seen it, actually. It says, and they have left and right arrows. It's an electric uh, octagon. And so those those are the ride cards. You can also flip them over on the other side of all the rides. It says ride closed. And it shows that the ride uh, looks, and each one the artist changed, so the ride is permanently closed. 
So that's cool. Then in um, turn reference, so turn reference, this must be your choices. You could build a ride, or this is what you can do. Take an improvement from below the chosen ride. Roll the dice for your own rides in any order. And four, gain money for patrons on your rides and patrons re-enter the park. And then there's challenge type and challenge color. So we, we kind of went through that. Uh, exclamation point square is any type of challenge. Group patron is the yellow multi-meeples. Uh, darker gray meeple is a single person patron. And the green with the, the poof ball is a patron who said, I'm poofed out already from being here. And yeah, the other symbols are money block, uh, farming, and uh, I don't think we're going to get to the instructions, but I want to do the box. So the box is uh, adventuring in a park. Uh, it's a big board game box, uh, and it shows a, a, a the art on the cover is more of like adventuring in the park. They uh, say, wow, this park is... Uh, under refurbishment uh, is what it says. It's for two to four players, 45 to 60 minutes, ages 13 plus. It's from Story Machine Games. Maybe I know it from, uh, I don't know if Story Machine sponsors uh, Fable and Folly podcasts. And let's see, the back side of the game says, can you make a, can, your park is about to go down for refurbishment. Can you make some profit? Uh the easy part, build a theme park and make as much money as possible. The hard part, it's uh, the chaos that comes with, uh, you know, theme parks in general. Uh, players compete to make the most money by running an amusement park uh, that needs re- desperate need of refurbishment. Uh, players choose to add rides, make improvements, take out insurance, and most importantly, mess up their opponent's park. Uh, rebuild when you can, keep your patrons happy to make it to the next ticket sale before your park closes for, for refurbishment. It's a game of risk and reward. And then it has pictures of some of the cards. It includes one rule book, 35 ride cards, 60 improvement cards. For some reason, I thought there were 70, two or something. 12 pol- major policy, 12 minor policy, 8 dice. 221 tokens, 65 patron meeples, uh, 32 ticket booth markers, four reference cards, one park sign, and three game trays. So it even comes with game trays. Oh, it even has an ad for game trays with a Z. Control your chaos, game trays. All right, so Kim, all the things are in there, but uh, I just want to look at the instructions for the last few minutes here. Uh, so we kind of went over the stuff. Uh, so the components, investor tip. Uh, tokens are not intended to run out. So if you run short, you could use something else until other components are th- uh, thinged up. Uh, also, it describes the cards, uh, the ride name, the ability text, uh, flavor text, challenge type, exits. Okay, so you can exit down, left or right, and the ride type. Oh, so you can block. So ones with three exits have three exits. Interesting. 
Okay, so setup. Uh, place the park sign at the top of the tray in the incident marker in the zero space. Uh, shuffle the ride cards. Place them. Place ride cards equal to the player count under the tray in a single row. Add one challenge to each ride matching its challenge type in uh, two single patrons. Then what you're going to do, so that's the first two things. Then three, you're going to shuffle the major policy cards and deal two to each player. Each player chooses one to keep and discards the other. Then you're going to place the remaining ride cards face up uh, in a face-up deck at the other end of the play area. Draw three cards face-up to form a supply. I don't understand what that means, four. Draw three, I guess, for oh, for everybody or, um, well, we'll see. Maybe that's like uh, five separate minor policy cards into four types and set them within reach face up. Oh, so you get to see the minor policies. Shuffle all the improvement cards and place them face down below the ride card deck. Draw three, oh, and add them to the supply. Three ride card improvements, uh. Set aside the remaining patrons, meeples, money, and tokens to form a token supply. So there's all a little, you just make a pile, I guess. Each player starting the right of the first player uh, places a ticket booth on one of the rides below the park sign to claim ownership of that ride. Okay, so an in, in overview. In this game, you uh, take on the role of investors who collectively, so collectively building a park, amusement park, but running their own individual rides. Starting with the first player and going clockwise, you take turns placing rides, choosing investments, rolling dice, and gathering money during four-phase turn, which we talked about. Building the ride, taking improvement, rolling the dice, and gaining money. The gain ends when you hit number nine on the challenges in the park, uh, either caused by rides closing or patrons leaving the park. Uh, if you're playing with four players or want to play a longer game, you can increase that to 13. A word of warning, rides are designed and go down for refurbishment permanently, and patrons will probably leave the park without uh, a smiley, super smiley face, so... Use this to advantage, uh, your advantage. Okay, so then we have the patrons, which we talked about, singles, poofy patrons, poofed patrons, and group patrons. Group patrons are valuable and resilient. They leave your rides easily. Standard patron does makes poor decisions, and patrons with poof, uh, they produce poofs, uh, and move so move them to other rides. So then there's a poof symbol, which poofy patrons leave their poof balls. Uh, mechanical symbol, broken rides, uh, trash. Uh, that's just garbage. It's not garbage cans. Grease uh, or like uh, like uh, grease, uh, water, uh, electric, uh, forest friends, and... Uh, uh, splatters. Okay, so just finishing up here. Uh, you could build a ride. Current player 
selects one of three ride cards from the supply, adds it to the park. There's no cost to take a ride, so take the one you want. Rides must be placed facing away from the park sign as well as adjacent to any other open or closed ride or on top of a closed ride. Rides cannot be placed diagonally or separately from the rest of the park. There's no limit to the width and length of the park, but it can never go above the top row. Uh, once added, uh, add a challenge to the ride's ticket and a ticket booth in your color and two patrons. A ride with your ticket booth is owned by you. Investor tip. When placing a ride, keep in mind the exits. Uh, you want to funnel patrons to your rides, so... Advantageous ride placement is key. And then you improve things, which we kind of talked about. You roll the dice. Uh, once all rides and improvements are a thing, uh, player rolls dice ride by ride for the patrons on the rides. Do this individually for every ride you own in the order of your choice. Uh, this determines if the patrons enjoy the ride or leave for another one. When you have rolled for the ride, tip your ticket booth over to show it has been rolled for and move to a next one. Choose a ride. Uh, you will resolve everything for that ride and its effects before rolling for the next one. Roll one die per patron all at once regardless of the type. Uh, Maximum of eight, eight, uh, eight dice, regardless of patrons. Check the roll. For, for each dice roll higher than the total amount of challenge for that ride, the roll succeeds. Rolls equal to or below the total amount of challenge on that ride don't work. Uh, for example, in the example, it has uh, two, two challenges, so rolls of three or higher succeed. And they're using eight-sided die. If the ride has no patrons on it, you simply put down its marker and do not roll. If a roll fails, you resolve it based on the ride's card. If they succeed, you uh, use the complete any uh, successibility, then move on. Uh, investor tip. Uh, well, if a ride has four plus of the same token or four plus different tokens, uh, the ride closes. This happens after resolving any on-failure abilities. Uh, failing rolls will cause patrons to exit, which might make you roll for them again on another ride. Consider this when choosing the order of your rides. Then you gain money. Uh... Single meeples worth, it's just the, the the yellow meeples are worth five. And then the patrons move. So, and there's a lot more examples. This does look like a really fun ride or, or game. And I'm excited to play it. Uh, but it definitely looks like it's going to take, a, it has a steeper learning curve, but that'll be more uh, rewarding. Yeah, and plus it takes 45 to 60 minutes uh so, yeah, looking forward to playing a theme park of adventure or action. Uh, thanks, everybody, and good night.